What is up, biggity boys and diggity dogs? I am your host, <laughs> Joseph Salamoni, and I am joined by my uh, Mr. Worldwide co-host. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Adam Sidorius, and uh, just before we get started on today's episode, I want to say we are sponsored by the Travis Scott Burger. You can go mm-hmm. to your local McDonald's and get it. Um just want to throw that out there for every uh, $10 spent on the Travis Scott burger, exactly one cent will go back to the AOK podcast. Um, And if if you guys go to McDonald's, take a video. And if you say AOK sent me and order the Travis Scott burger, (laughs) I will cash app you $6 and you will get the entire meal comp for you. Only two people can do this because I I can't, if a lot of people do it, I'm going to be running out of money real quick. And one of them is not Zachary Perry. He's not. Zach Perry is exempt from this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Can I do it? Adam is exempt from this. <laughs> um. Okay. So we have a very special guest on the pod today. A longtime friend, a lover, uh, philosopher. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi guys, I'm Johan. Happy to be back again on the AOK podcast. Yeah, we have been uh, searching for ways to have Johan back on the pod, and I think we have found the perfect fit. Uh, Today we are doing a Stanley Kubrick pod. We are going to be doing a bracket that was made by me, so you know it's going to be just pointlessly hard. Um, And I think, I don't know, like, I mean, Joey, how are you feeling about it? I honestly haven't really uh, like made up my mind yet. Like I'm, there's a couple picks that I'm really anxious about. I don't know what I'm, how I'm gonna wait till in the moment to decide what I do because this is a, I don't know if you guys know this about Koob, but he's a, he knows how to make a movie or two. Yeah, I mean, Johan, do you want to talk about uh, your just like experience of Kubrick, like where you first saw one of his films, your relationship with it, and all? Yeah, um, I think. The first one I probably watched was 2001. Uh, I watched 2001 at some point in high school, um, and I loved that movie. And then I was also a huge fan of like the 2001 uh, Lego remakes on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I have like a deep love for just the colors and the way this movie like is designed and looks. Um, 2001 rules. Uh, but I I honestly don't think I, I went down uh, Kubrick rabbit hole like proper until. Unfortunately, like until film school, and then I, just, I watched pretty much everything else. Uh, I think I only had two films to catch up on um, for for the bracket. Um, yeah, I don't know. Pretty standard film boy stuff. I do think The Shining is a is a movie uh, that we grew up, or no, uh, that my sister's young kids every Halloween uh, since they were born, she makes them watch it, and it's traumatized them deeply. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a fun Uh, one. Yeah, uh, I've kind of just always had a part of Kubrick, like, in my life. Like, I saw The Shining for the first time when I was, like, oh, God, probably, like, seven or eight. Um, I remember it was on AMC. uh, So I saw the censored version, obviously. But I I remember watching it just very late at night and just loving it. Like, it's just such an – I still think to this day, like, it has the best atmosphere of any movie I've ever seen. And uh, it's just an incredible piece of filmmaking, and it kind of was part of my forming my love for horror. And it wasn't until high school that I saw 2001 for the first time, and then I kind of 
saw a few more, and I caught up with another few that I'll mention later on the pod uh, this week. Um, but yeah, Kubrick's obviously one of the best directors of all time, just genuinely influential, and I'm kind of surprised we didn't do an episode on him before this. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like an easy, uh, obvious pick. But uh, Joey, how about you? Uh, I'm a big I'm a big Kub head. Uh, I think I have a friend of the pod, Jackson Wise, is probably a bigger Kub head than I am. But I'm still a pretty big coup head. When I was, I think the first film of his I saw, I think I probably saw 2001 before The Shining, but I was probably too young to know what 2001 was. So the first one that I like saw with my eyes was The Shining. I think I was like 10 or 12, and it was like the scariest thing I'd ever seen. I still kind of, I don't think The Shining is very scary, but I still kind of when I when I when I watch that today, I still kind of have trouble going to sleep at night just because it's such an unsettling film. And then, you know, as I got into movies, I watched, like, Dr. Strangelove and Clockwork Orange. And it wasn't until uh, quarantine, actually, that I took the uh, I took the deep dive. I, I watched, you know, Paths of Glory. I watched Barry Lyndon. And I watched Lolita. I just kind of went through his entire filmography this pa- these past couple months. And it's been – he knows how to make a movie, so good for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the best way to do this would be a bracket instead of uh, going down, like, a rabbit hole. Like mm-hmm. with uh, the same we did the PTA episodes and the Wes Anderson episode, um, the bracket would probably be the best way so we can kind of you know properly rank them instead of actually just doing it numerically. Um, so boys, I'm gonna ask you to pull up presentation mode if you like scroll down to the bottom of the page on the bracket. Um, mm-hmm. You should see where that is. And also for listeners, um, if you want to just play along with us like in real time, feel free. See like how we differ. Or just do it on your own and share results on Twitter or whatever. I'm going to be leaving a link to it in the bio. Um, so, yeah, let's get started, boys. Um, so the first one up is Paths of Glory versus Killer's Kiss. Um, I'll start with this one. It's not difficult for me, really. Um, I, I think Killer's Kiss is like a really, really solid movie. Um, it is surprising. I mean, Johan said this. It's like a wholesome Kubrick movie. And <laughs> I like it. It's a good movie. Maybe, no, not my least favorite, but it's lower tier Kubrick for me. Um, Path to Glory is kind of a masterpiece. It's like, I it just had a big effect on me when I first saw it like two years ago. And I just like completely fell in love with it. It is, um, Kirk Douglas is just phenomenal in that movie and it is just a stunning war movie but like his other war movies it's not really a war movie um it's more about war than focusing on the war and i think it's just a brilliant movie so that gets my vote um johan i'll let you go next damn um yeah this one is uh difficult because these are the two that i had to catch up on um Actually, I lied. There was three total, but these were the two that I liked that I had to catch up on. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, Killer's Kiss is very good, very sweet. He made it with, like, no money in his bank account as, like, basically a film student. Um, But it still kind of just feels cute. Um, And I I think... Cuteness is is perfectly acceptable, but compared to to the feeling that Paths of Glory gives you of just like absolute like desolation, demoralization, and and just horror, um, not to mention like just the filmmaking finesse that this man was on. 
Uh, I'm going. I'm going. Paths of Glory. The movie rules. Well, Joey, I know we've already got a winner, but did you have a hot take for us? Uh, no, this one is pretty easy for me. I think uh, Killer's Kiss. Uh, I'd like to give that movie a kiss. Uh, it is. It is weird <laughs> to see because Kubrick is kind of. I mean, uh, he's a pretty cold director in a lot of ways, and even when he's he can make he makes he's able to make you feel emotions, but they're not necessarily like through warmth. It's mainly through kind of just very kind of bold filmmaking and i think that's uh, kind of very present in past i was honestly floored the first time i watched it uh and i was like i really hope that they, they should make this a play and then i uh, looked and i was like oh it was a play before it was a movie so um i'm a big wow, fan of Pasigori. did not know that yeah it's, it, it was on broadway it. it was a big deal that's uh that's where we have sense. joey in the pod he he brings in the uh broadway insight the broadway insight oh, yeah. from joseph salamone but uh my vote's gonna go to paths of glory on this one uh, okay, good. I'm glad that one was clean. I actually really wasn't sure Pals of Glory was, like, beloved, so I'm kind of glad we all agree on that one. Um, the next one is way fucking tougher. In fact, I don't even know what my pick is, <laughs> still. Um, I'll let Johan go first with this one. Hey, man, that's fucked up, because I don't know what my pick is either, bro. <laughs> you know what, guys? Um, just, I know what my Joey. pick is, if you yeah. want me to take it. Yeah, go, Joey. So yeah. I think this is a hot take. Um, I'm going with uh, Full Metal Jacket on this one. Um, I think Clockwork Orange is a banging film, and it's in a lot of ways it, it's it's kind of a I think what I say about Clockwork Orange is that it's low tier, high tier Kubrick, if that makes it like it's high tier Kubrick, but it's low tier, high tier. But uh, I, I I really like Clockwork Orange a lot. But the first I saw I actually watched Full Metal Jacket for the first time recently, and I was really uh, kind of Another movie I was really floored by that uh, that ending is one of the most unsettling things I think ever put to film. It's such a that sequence of just the I mean spoiler alert for the fucking if you who you should everyone should have seen it at this point but it's uh, that girl kind of bleeding out on the ground is something that still kind of hasn't really left my mind and I think that's such a it's such a well done every character in that film is so kind of morally bankrupt and you know none of these none of the people in this film really kind of deserve to be redeemed but they're still the kubrick is able to still kind of we still they're still victims you know they're still kind of stuck in this unthinkable situation and i think uh, i think i think full metal jacket is, is one of his masterpieces for sure uh, i i didn't think i was gonna like it for some reason i really wasn't looking forward to watching it and i watched it because it's just kind of a dad movie you know dads like that movie everyone quotes it but uh, i think it's a real banging film I think it's perceived as a dad movie, but like then you fucking watch it and it's just like the opposite of one. Like it's absolutely not uh, a dad movie. Um, I still don't know <laughs> what I'm thinking. Um, I think I'll say this at least like to go off what you were saying about how the ending kind of like just stuck in your mind. I think the entire movie Full Metal Jacket is great, um, but the shit that really sticks with me is everything with like Vincent D'Onofrio at the beginning. Yeah. Um, like the what first 45 minutes to an hour um, is just mm-hmm. fucking I, I think that's some of Kubrick's best work alone like just the way you Absolutely. see him deteriorate and just like fucking go I, like I don't know dude like it's just genuinely one of the most unsettling performances I've ever seen and just depictions of mental illness and trauma and all these things mm-hmm. and On the other hand, Clockwork Orange also had a deep impact on me just in the sense that it's genuinely probably the most visceral movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's just 
really mm-hmm. disturbing, and yet it does yeah. mean something. I, I saw that for the first time when I was, and I was way too young to watch it because I was the next day and I was like, I need to go home. <laughs> yeah, I fuck. I mean, Johan, do you have a pick yet, or um, if not, I can go. But do you have one? I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm still working through it in my, in my head. Um, okay. I think, I think. I'm I I'm pretty comfortable in saying Clockwork Orange. Um, I'm gonna go Clockwork on on this one. I think Full Metal Jacket is a movie that I I loved upon initial watch. It's a movie that I hated more and more upon each rewatch. I think that movie is unnecessarily cruel, and I understand that that's the point. But I'm allowed to not like it for that reason. I, I, I don't know. I don't have any, any caveats behind that. I think also uh, in terms of his like bigger filmography, like his um, the scope of his oeuvre, Full Metal Jacket starts to look really, really um, kind of limp-wristed when you take it into account uh, that he, he made uh, Paths of Glory before it as well as Dr. Strangelove before it, two, I think, superior films that deal with a very similar trajectory, um, just in terms of the men who go to combat and the, the men who come back, the men who send the men into combat, like, I don't know, Full Metal Jacket seems like the least um, complete thought, uh, if you look at if you look at it that way, I guess, uh, and... I don't. I don't know. Clockwork Orange is is a is a masterpiece of design, and I think um, it's still extremely influential just in terms of look and feel. Uh, and we're. I I I think we'll. I, I'll probably bring it up at some point later. But um, politically, Clockwork Orange is 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 his like outlier. It's like a completely deranged movie from a moral and political standpoint. Um, as none of his other ones are, I think. Um, and I think that venture into depravity kind of uh, gives it maybe a bit of a push over Full Metal Jacket. I think I might have to lean with you, Johan, and Clockwork Orange. Because... I honestly think I'm going to change my answer. I think Johan did. Oh, Christ. To... I'm changing my answer to Clockwork well, Orange. Well, don't be a pussy. I can do that. <laughs> I, 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 I think Clockwork Orange, then. I think both movies are great. I really do. I, I think Full Metal Jacket... What I'm about to say... Like, I'm not talking shit about Full Metal Jacket, but I think that Clockwork Orange is at least... If I had to, like, put it above Full Metal Jacket in any way, it's more of a complete picture. Like, I think from start to finish, that movie is mesmerizing. And I won't... I would... I, I'd be lying if I didn't say, like... The first hour of Full Metal Jacket is significantly better than the other half. And not to say that I don't appreciate what it's going for in the second half of that movie. Yep. I do. I really do. I think the ending is fucking fantastic. But the road to get to the ending is a little... It's not even bad. It's just like rockier than A Clockwork Orange. Which entirely is just this... I mean, it's depraved and frightening and everything it sets out to be it's not a pleasant watch by any means i'd never want to see it again in my life yeah but it is a stunning piece of art um and it speaks to something that i think society uh hey joker um still (laughs) is not ready to talk about today genuinely like i the fact that the movie came out 50 years ago 
and the conversations that would spawn from that movie, I don't think Twitter could handle. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll go Clockwork Orange, but it's not like a huge margin. I just think if I had to like, make the decision, that's probably the best route to go. Um, okay, so let's see. The next is, oh man, this one's really tough, guys. Um, Spartacus versus The Shining. Um, <laughs> tough, you say. Hmm. Joey, I'll let you start with this one because I know your favorite movie of all time is Spartacus, right? I'm just gonna, uh, I watched, I finished Spartacus, uh, earlier today, so I'm just mm-hmm. pulling up my letterbox review, uh, <laughs> fucking suck my fucking balls, Stanley. <laughs> uh, it's The Shining. Johan uh, just went full Joker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, voting, I'm, I'm voting Joker for the I'm voting for The Shining. Spartacus is not bad. I, it's, a. Uh, I mean, it's way too long. <laughs> <laughs> hell, hell of a sentence to start out with, man. I'm gonna, rec- I'm gonna like clip that and use it as a soundbite every time Joe says a weird thing on the pod. Like, yeah. Hmm. Like that being said, it's not that bad. It's just, why does that have to be three hours long? It does it not have to. Doesn't. Be three hours this is the thing. It really. There's another. Doesn't. There's another one on this list that I think earns the length, but this this movie has no right being three hours long. It's interesting seeing him do something different. But if I I'd be lying if I didn't say that this Spartacus it's a well made movie. It's got some pretty beautiful cinematography. Kirk Douglas is good in it. But this movie is a gosh darn snooze fest if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Um. It fucking sucks. No, I, I mean, okay, no. It, <laughs> I love this for us, man. <laughs> okay, it doesn't, like, suck. It's, because, like, it's not bad, per se. It's just fucking boring. Like, I, and, like, what Joey said, it doesn't have to be three hours. And In fact, I, I would argue it doesn't have to be, like, more than 90 minutes. Like, half this shit is just, like, fucking useless. Um, I think the ending is really good and uh visually it's sometimes kind of cool considering the year it came out uh the scene where they're like laying in the field and like kissing each other is like kind of pretty um it's my least favorite kubrick movie by like a far margin like it's Mm -hmm. just kind of laughable how much uh it's my least favorite um but yeah uh i'll talk more about the shining but (laughs) johan do you want to talk about uh what your pick is yeah i have to i have to find a more um a more bespoke way of saying that movie slaps big booty cheeks, um, but that movie slaps big, big booty cheeks. I don't like Spartacus like whatsoever. I'm sorry. Um, I just completely just, I, I feel like it's, it's going to sound unintellectual, however I put it, but it, yeah, it just, it just bored me. I don't know. Um, and I, I tried with it. I, I definitely fell asleep, but I restarted it. Like I, I tried a couple of times to like really like just dig into it. Um, and you know what? The, the, the Widowmaker was, I think, either the night of watching Spartacus for the first time or the day after. I watched um, I watched uh, this HBO Max show that Ridley Scott directed the first two episodes of, Raised by Wolves. Have you guys seen it? I saw you retweet something from it earlier today, but I haven't seen it yet. 
Either way, it reminded me that Ridley Scott is a man not to be fucked with, uh, and that he directed the better version of Spartacus, which is Gladiator, which is a movie that has been unfairly maligned um, by like young people. Um, I'll I th- say, I just saw Gladiator for the first time this year. Pretty much slaps. I really enjoyed it. That's a banger. I have not seen Gladiator. Gladiator. Also a movie that doesn't have to be three hours long, but it is fucking cool. I liked it. I, I think I, 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 I don't know, man. Gladiator's a, a sexy, well-made movie that's got a very good Joaquin Phoenix performance in it. Um, oh, he, he fucking owns in it. That being said, like, Spartacus, for me, did, does not have that. The closest thing it has to it is Tony Curtis being um, very handsome in it. I don't know. That's that. I, I just really... I It's a snooze, man. I'm sorry. It's a snooze. Yeah. I, I don't want to see him do this type of formalism. And if you if you look at him, like it was obviously like kind of a compromise. It's the closest compromise in his career to like getting up like bigger projects and getting freedom to, to do whatever the fuck he wanted. So I appreciate Spartacus. I'm just that movie's butt cheeks, man. This is his Marvel movie, you know. Does he did this one so he could go on and do? Uh, <laughs> I guess Lolita or the Dark the World. He did. This is yeah. This, this is his Dark World. This is his. Uh, of this, that's the only example, actually. So let's move on to the next part of the bracket. <laughs> Stanley Cooper's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Stanley um, Cooper's Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't like it. It's just, it's boring. <laughs> but The Shining, I know we already talked about it a little bit, or I talked about it before we started the bracket, but it's just so influential to me as a person, which it is to a lot of people, but, like, mm-hmm. I mean, Joey can attest to this, like, every time I'm with him in person. Like, I have a uh, Shining or Room 237, uh, like, phone case. Like, that's mm-hmm. how much I love it. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I just fucking love that movie so much. And, like, the aesthetic of it is just... I, like, I live and breathe that movie, like, so much. So, like, the fact that I even had to... And I didn't deliberately put my, uh, like, least favorite the fucking Shining just to make it win uh, or get this far or anything. But like, cause I did it by uh, letterboxd average ratings, yeah. but uh, it's just clearly the shining. I like, it's not even, mm-hmm. debate, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I didn't really say anything about the shining. Cause it's, I mean, it's the shining, you know, it's pretty much the best horror movie ever made. It's uh well, so yeah, the, we've, we've put the best horror film ever against us, the shining, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> against us. Uh, Spartan- Wait, what? I just, I'm an idiot. Spartacus is the scariest movie of all time? <laughs> the scariest film of all time, Spartacus, be The Shining. His Stanley Kubrick's Marvel movie, The Shining. When Kirk Douglas, like, acts with his chin, I'm, like, scared. Dude, his chin... Sorry for being so... His chin looks like a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's talk about that for a second. Because I think uh, it looks like a butthole. Well, actually, I gotta eject. We're going... We're going to horny territory, and I will not say No, 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 turn around, turn around, turn around. Turn around, turn around, turn around. Turn around, turn around. Next, <laughs> next bracket, next bracket. Next bracket. So The Shining makes it to the next round. Yo, pull a sully and land that shit in the ocean, okay? I'm about to do a corkscrew into the Hudson, baby. We're not talking about boners and butts on my watch. This is an anti-horny podcast, buddy. <coughs> we're, we're as long gonna, as I'm here. Johan will be back for our um, Sully episode, where we're gonna spend, we're gonna do a frame by frame analysis of Sully. We'll have him on for the Clint Eastwood bracket. The Clint Eastwood yeah, bracket, but only I'm Eastwood movies. It's not any of the good ones. It's all the new weird that, ones. That's you my favorite. That, cap. They're all you good. Say, 
yeah, you say that as if I didn't have uh, the mule like sitting right outside my top ten for 2018. I loved that movie. He's great. That's the my mule's boy. fucking good. I I contend that's a good movie. Um, he can. Richard Two, Jewell. Three sums in that movie. Good movie. Yeah. Okay. Richard like Jewell rules. He goes. The mule goes to a trap house at one point. Like. <laughs> Have you seen that movie, Joey? I didn't watch The Mule, no, but now I feel like I have to. Yeah, like, they, <laughs> they fucking, they fucking double team, like, uh, <laughs> The Mule, they, they fuck Clint Eastwood, like, they, you, boy, you boys are sipping lean, are you? Fucking. <laughs> 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 what is this podcast anymore? <laughs> Some people are listening to this at like 1 p.m. in the afternoon. They're like, what the fuck are they on right now? Um, (laughs) Okay, so let's try. (laughs) Let's try to move on. Um, All right. So the next one is Paths of Glory versus A Clockwork Orange. Um, Fuck. Uh, I guess I'll start with this one since we've been passing around. Um, Hmm. This is uh, interesting, boys. Interesting uh, predicament we find ourselves in. Um, I don't know, actually, uh, this, I honestly think they're pretty equal in terms of quality. I think Paths of Glory is just an exceptional film and riveting and it's barely 90 minutes, I think even less. Um, so that's always a plus in my book. Yep. Um, Clockwork Orange traumatized me for life, which I respect. Um, you know, I'm just going to duck and cover and say, I'll give it to Clockwork just because it's so influential. Um, but I will not be upset if uh, you guys change the direction of this because it, it's pretty equal in my eyes. So uh, I'll pass it to Joey and see what he says. Uh, uh, I'm gonna put the heat on Johan. I'm gonna vote for Paths of Glory on this one. I'm gonna. I think uh, Paths of Glory is a bit. Uh, I don't even know because there's really nothing wrong with a Clockwork Orange. I just think I like Paths of Glory more. I think I was a bit more invested in that story i think paths of glory is a bit more emotionally investing than clockwork orange is and i mean not to say clockwork orange isn't an investing film because it's kind of one of the most kind of hypnotic experiences you'll have it's a very trippy film but i just think paths of glory it just does so much in such little time and uh i i really i think it's probably the best anti-war i've never seen come and see so i probably shouldn't say this but uh, oh I think man I think it's probably the best uh, anti-war film I have seen. I just thought of the Ellen crying meme. Then it's Dog, come on, man. You guys <laughs> sent me that, and I like I put my phone face down at work, and I actually got to work because it frustrated me so much. Every once in a while, you guys will do that, dude. Goddamn, goddamn this love triangle I found myself in. Um, so your vote is for Pops of Glory, right, Joe? Yes, sir. Johan, I gotta, it's your decision, buddy. I mean, you're picking what moves on here. Uh, I regretfully must ask Clockwork Orange to look at the flowers. Um, I'm, I'm going Pops of Glory. Um, Pops of Glory fucking rules, man. Uh, I feel like I said that last time. I don't know. It's just like, it's phenomenal. It was such a welcome surprise uh, to watch it this late in his filmography and that, like straight up just this late into my life. Um, it is just a, a beautiful, beautiful movie. And it, it's really hard to to put it up against something as like deranged as Clockwork Orange is mm-hmm. because I think uh, Paz of Glory 
I know I know film film making is not social work. Um, that's like a a, a coda. Uh, me and I know a lot of uh, like like Hannah. A lot of people that I make stuff with like really like kind of follow. Um, but it it's hard not to see something as like beautifully like moral and like just right as paths of glory and then see something as just like fiendish as clockwork orange and and not give it to, to paths of glory i don't know that's that's the that's the 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 future i want is is uh is good men good people i guess being uh i don't know mate like under pressure making making decisions that they know are right despite the reality of the world around them that's beautifully that put mm-hmm. i appreciate that i don't know clockwork orange is too horny yeah too, <laughs> i don't even want to touch clockwork orange. It's, it's a well now horny. i feel bad about picking it because i i as everyone knows i don't condone horniness on the pod like i yeah i just want to just really quick before we talk about the movies again i just wanted to make it crystal clear i we don't like to get political <laughs> on the podcast but this is not if you're horny turn this off right now of course we we don't even we do not fuck with you okay we don't fuck you we do not fuck exactly there we, we go we do we we do not fuck and even if we did it wouldn't be with you okay so just why don't you get your disgusting morals and 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 fuck off how about I, that buddy? personally have not come since april 17th 2009 <laughs> at 5 37 p.m that's I have last not come. time i came i'll be honest i have not come it, it gets a bit it's a, it's tough i'll be honest it's it's a it's a day-to-day challenge you know what i mean i was in a i was in a raw stress for less and i walked past the female section i closed my eyes and i walked out of the subway You've you've developed it's, it's, um, you've developed gills like a like a mushroom and you just uh, leave spores in your wake because your body is that desperate to procreate and bust. <laughs> you just you just walked past uh you walked past uh I don't know the perfumes and you smelled um Lola by Kenneth Cole or whatever and you just put out a cloud of little joeys. You know when exactly. uh in Force Awakens when Kylo runs like beating the blood out of him. <laughs> That's what he does to his dick anytime he gets a boner. He just like. All right, guys. <laughs> so the next bracket: uh, Paths of Glory versus The Shining. Uh, I think the only thing we can do here is say like, what's the least horny one on the list? Damn. Well. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Great Joey, question. You know? Uh, I mean, I actually don't, I'm, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I, I think The Shining is a bit more horny than Passive Glory, but I'm, my vote is going to go to The Shining in spite of that horniness, uh, and uh, I'll say that, uh, you know, the, um, and I will say this, The Shining actually fights against horniness, because that girl is, <laughs> she's sexy hot, and then she turns gross, my vote goes to the shining. Wait, are you saying you can't be horny for ugly people? I mean, not to I mean when not to say ugly people, but when you're like decomposing, I you're think canceled. that will turn off the horniness a bit. You're canceled. Oh, you're canceled. 
shit. You're canceled. <laughs> uh, You've been um, kicked out of the Burger King Kids Club, Joey. You're done. I. So what about I, the uh, Subway I Fresh Fit Don't masturbate for 20 he's, years he, and I get welcome. canceled. <laughs> yeah, you got canceled, man. The only uh, meals you could have now are from the Wendy's Kids Club, and those fucking. The Wendy's here. Kids Club? Yeah. Square Wendy's burgers for you. <laughs> Computer games? Square burgers? <laughs> Yo, you ever fucking. I'm sorry, I am so <laughs> You ever go to fucking uh, Chick fil A to get a kid's meal and they give you a fucking book? Oh, it's that bullshit. <laughs> like, yo, I want a fucking VeggieTales toy. What are you guys doing? I'm, I'm um, sitting there getting a, a spicy chicken sandwich, and they give me uh, Jordan Peterson rules for living or whatever. I hate that, man. I went that to happened Chick-fil-A. to your guys' Chick-fil-A, right? Yeah, yeah no, I, I went to Chick-fil-A, and they handed me Wuthering Heights, and I was I was eight years old, so. I, I they uh They gave me the Communist Manifesto. Which is weird. Wonderful. Jackson Damn. Jackson Murphy was working the counter. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Johan, despite the horniness displayed here, uh, do you have a vote for these two? Um, damn, yeah. Uh, I. So Joey Joey went shining, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joey chose to shine on. Um, damn, I feel bad because uh, I don't I don't want to pop anybody's bubble. Adam, wink, wink, hint, hint. Because um, I'm, I'm going to go past the glory and forge. Um, regarding the horniness, men of honor are never horny. So, paths <laughs> of glory gets a pass uh, based off of that. No, um, I don't know. The Shining is great. Uh, that's a movie I watched. Uh, like I said, I've, I've seen it a million times with my nephews. Um, and I've watched it in theaters a couple of times um and it's it's wonderful deranged very scary um lots of uh really really good social commentary in that movie that i i i think is maybe a bit more um despite the elusive nature of the movie like it's 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 there i don't know like the 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 native american subtext is, is like there um racism sexism it's all it's all present but uh as a glory it's just really hard for me to beat um plus i don't know i feel bad well, for you shouldn't Shelley be Ruval. beating anything johan that's There's true no beating on this podcast that's that's <laughs> true Pazagor is is a, is a is a tough duck to quack there we go. If you'll do me that. Uh, I'll just say, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said, except one thing. And oh. you said men of honor are not horny. But explain yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, wow. If you get that reference. Yeah, you can't be horny in a scuba suit, man. That that was a deep cut. If anyone understood it, I applaud you, because that movie is mediocre. Watch um, that movie in theaters, man. That's an early one for me. You pulled that from the, the recesses of my mind. <laughs> Uh, that's a horny movie. Um, is it really? No, it's not. I don't even. I don't think I've actually seen it. Um, so, <laughs> uh, my next. Oh wait, wait. So I guess the I'm still on Paths of Glory and The Shining. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to be predictable, but I'm gonna vote Shining. Um, I'm really glad Paths of Glory got as far as it did. I really am because it's an exceptional film. I think it's a masterpiece. For sure. Um, For sure. But the thing is, The Shining is just too personally influential to me. Like, for 
maybe spoiler alert for a future episode. Like if Scream, or if we ever did like a horror bracket, like Scream would get up really far just because like it personally affected me on a deep level. And just like The Shining, like I don't know if I would say it's like objectively better than any of these movies, um, other than Spartacus, but like it just had such an impact on me that I'm going to go away for it. So uh, yeah, The Shining, but I am really happy that Palace of Glory got as far as it did on this bracket. Um, all right, so the next one is Doctor Strange Love versus The Killing. Uh, Joey, I'll let you start with this one. Um, I uh, I've had a tough kind of experience. The first time I watched Doctor Strange Love, I didn't really get it. I I think I was 15 the first time I saw that movie, and I was like, this was not very funny at all. And then when quarantine started, I popped it in because I own it on Blu-ray, and uh, I started watching it, and I realized that 15-year-old Joseph is an idiot because Doctor Strangelove is one of the best films ever made. I love Doctor Strangelove so much. I think The Killing is a banging movie. I really like. I actually really like The Killing a lot. I think it's really good. Uh, I I think he does. A, it's it's really weird to see kind of Kubrick be so straightforward. Uh, and it's it's it, I think The Killing is a, is a really sleek, really good movie. That shot of the horse is cool. But uh, I gotta get my vote to Doctor Strangelove on this one. Uh, Johan, will you go next? Uh, yeah, same thing. Word. Uh, I'm going Doctor Strangelove. Uh, I think it's like hilarious. Uh, it's a movie that I think I started it watching. Like initially, I found it very funny, and upon rewatch, is it's gotten um, significantly less funny, which is the complete opposite to a film we'll be discussing pretty soon. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Doctor Strangelove gets less funny as the world gets like more hysterical. Um, so uh, it's it's hard for me not to, to, to push for a film that is constantly like, edified by reality. Uh, the Killing is really good. Sterling Hayden is phenomenal in it. Um, without The Killing, I don't think films like... like I don't think the Safdie brothers would exist. Um I don't think certainly like Uncut Gems would would be a thing. Um, it's hard for me to see a world where like the recent Oceans movies that we discussed on the last pod we had together like um, exist in the same inception. It's 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 a it's a gang getting the gang together movie to blah 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 blah. Again, it's that formalism that he's dealing with in Spartacus, um, and it's not a subversion of it like Killer's Kisses. So I gotta give uh, give the edge to. Doctor Strange love in this one. Um, yeah, not to be predictable, but also Doctor Strange love for me. Um, saw the killing for the first time last night. Uh, really enjoyed it. It's kind of slow at the beginning, which I think is usually not a great argument for movies. But I won't lie, like I wasn't really like. I mean, I didn't dislike it for the first like 25 minutes or anything, but I was just kind of like, okay, let's, you know, let's let's get a vibe going here. Um, but the ending, I think, is fantastic for The Killing. Like, I think it has like, a really banging third act. Um, and the rest is all good, too. Performances are really good. Uh, visually, it's really stunning. Uh, but Doctor Strangelove is just obviously so influential. And uh, I, I really like what Johan said about like it kind of like changing with the times and the way you perceive it and stuff. Um, I watched it again this summer, and I think it just holds up even better on a rewatch, which is interesting. Um and you're right about it getting like less funny, uh, but like in a good way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just super interesting, and there's so much to take away from it. And I think the fact that um, you have 
such a comedic tone and premise, but matched with his artistry and precision just makes for something truly special and unique. And I think it's pretty much a masterpiece. I mean, I don't really have any issues with it. Um, so yeah, uh, Dr. Strange love gets my vote as well. So that's a, that's a clean win for that one. Um, mm-hmm. all right. And the next one, I warned the boys that okay. this was the roughest one for me to, to do. Uh, it is eyes wide shut versus Barry Lyndon. Um, I'll start with this one since I've been passing around a lot. Um, I just saw Barry Lyndon for the first time like a week ago, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just always a blind spot. Um, I knew it was going to be great. I just never had the time. Um, and now I have no excuse for time. So it's kind of perfect time to watch it. And I thought it was great. It was truly a phenomenal movie. Really, really loved it. It's really funny, but also a great um, look on class and economics and uh, whether or not those make a person. And it's just a great, great film. But, and despite me being anti-horny, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut is a bonafide masterpiece. It is a banging film. Uh, literally, it is just so fucking good. Like, it is... I, like, I don't even know what to say about this movie. Like, it is visually outstanding. Like, yes. superb. It is... Uh, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise are both fucking phenomenal in this movie. Um, it is just... It, it's so entertaining and kind of creepy and also really funny. And I think it... Like, all those movies have, like, a subtle humor under them. But, like, this one in particular is just, like, a really biting sense of humor to it. And... I mean, I, I, it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, it's just, it's a brilliant, brilliant, stunning piece of work. And I love it. So my vote is for Eyes Wide Shut. Um, Johan, I'll let you go next. My vote is also for Eyes Wide Shut. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if that's the, the recency bias talking, because I watched that one, like, less than a day ago. Uh, rewatched that one less than a day ago. And I've seen it, like, a, a bazillion times. Um and it's it has just appreciated uh, it with every single fucking watch. Um, I'm not even quite sure where to start. Um, yeah, that it it's the inverse of Doctor Strange Love, where last night I was just in hysterics watching Eyes Wide Shut, um, whereas initially I watched it and I took it completely seriously on face like at face value on its own terms. Um, and I still got a lot out of it. It, it, it immediately, both all these movies, uh, Eyes Wide Shut, Barry Lyndon, and Doctor Strangelove have been my favorite Kubricks at at various points in my life. Um, but yeah, Eyes Wide Shut just had me in stitches yesterday. Um, both of these movies are about dudes being cucked by reality, <laughs> and I think that's funny. Um, yeah, Eyes Wide Shut all the way, man. EWS gang. Uh, Joey but uh, my pick uh, is Barry Lyndon Uh, it's not going to make it past the round but uh, I still think Barry Lyndon uh, is a real banging film I think it's a pretty awesome period piece Uh, it's got kind of elements of every genre inside of it it's kind of it's a war film for a little bit it's a kind of a, a, a like a like a guy fucking around type movie you know that genre guy fucking around uh, it's one of mm-hmm. those type of movies as well 
it's just got it's got a lot it's got a lot it's a super ambitious film it's martin scorsese's favorite kubrick film which i think is interesting uh but also eyes wide shut is a bona fide masterpiece that movie is incredible uh tom cruise and nicole kidman are insane uh, i think in a lot of ways it might be kubrick's most cynical film it's such a it's got such For a sure it's got such a, a, a it's such a, a it's like a it's like a Ben Shapiro takedown you know it's so brutal <laughs> and it's so scathing in its critique of kind of the the class of society that it's about and it's such a it's it does feel like you're watching a dream too it's it's something uh it's 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 kind of an experience that I'll never really forget it's a really really banging film this is friend of the pod Devin's favorite Kubrick film so um well. I love Barry Lyndon, but now knowing that you're voting for it, I, I fuck <laughs> that movie. Um, yeah. Whoa, I can't co-sign that. No, nah, I'm just, uh, I'm just <laughs> joshed. Um, but I am glad Eyes Wide Shut uh, won that round. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so next we got 2001 versus Lolita. Um, Johan, I'll let you go first with this one. Oh man, come on, this is a softball, bro. Uh, I love Lolita. I think Lolita... I'm going to get cancelled just for saying that phrase. Fuck. I love the movie uh, Lolita. Um, I love Nabokov. I think Nabokov is a... Is a I just spent a, like a summer, maybe two years ago, just reading uh, like three or four back-to-back Nabokov books, and Lolita was one of them. Um, it's great. He's, he's great. Um, and the novel is just like a scathing takedown of of upwardly mobile American uh, types, uh, and you know what? Kind of like Eyes Wide Shut is just like rich people are stupid, and this is what they waste their fucking money on. Uh, huh. But Lolita is kind of a gimmicky movie. It's the, all you need to know is like. The tagline is just like, how did they ever make a movie of Lolita? It's literally just watching this man go right to the precipice of just like, I don't know, ab- like lunacy, uh, doing a very bad thing. Uh, but 2001, again, that's the world I want to live in. I want to, I want to live in 2001, despite the scary robots in it. I don't, I don't want to live that. In a world ruled by old horny men, uh, like in Lolita. So 2001, gang, all the way. 2001 is awesome. Um, yeah, I also I'm gonna vote for 2001. Um, I think Lolita is really good. I just saw it for the first time last night. Um, it's like weirdly enough, like Kubrick it, to me only makes like nine out of tens or above, or like seven out of tens. Like, mm-hmm. I've never had a Kubrick movie that's, like, a solid 8 or an 8.5 or something. Um, but then Lolita was, like, the first one <laughs> last night uh-huh. where I'm like, it's not quite a 9, but it's really fucking good. Like, it's, it's a really, really good movie. Um, I read the book in high school. From what I can remember, it's a pretty good adaptation of the book. Uh, could be wrong about that. It's been a minute. But um, really – what's up? It's close. It's very close. It's it's. I, I I really don't think it starts to diverge until like the third act. So he's right. he's on the track like the entire time. Yeah. So like I mean I was just going off memory a little bit, but from what I could tell, it was like a pretty faithful adaptation, and he brought enough to it to where it didn't feel like a Spartacus thing, where it felt like he was compromising at all. Like it really did feel like a Kubrick movie. 
Um, yeah, it's just a really good movie. But like 2001, I mean, like what is there to say? Like it's, it's fucking 2001. Like it's just, I, I saw this in IMAX uh, two years ago for the, uh, I guess what was the 50th oh. anniversary. Um, and just genuinely, I told my, my girlfriend watched this for the first time with me last night. And uh, I was jealous that she got to see mm-hmm. it for the first time. Um, and she loved it. Um, and I was telling her, like, I think seeing this in theaters, nonetheless on IMAX, was the best theater experience of my life. Um, it was just so hypnotizing and it made me, like, believe in movies. Like, <laughs> as cheesy as that is, but, like, it just genuinely took my breath away. And I think it's maybe the most influential film of all time. Like, it is just a stunning stunning monumental piece of art and i love it um so yeah joey i'll let you go next uh what kind of fucking film boy would i be if i didn't vote for 2001 a space odyssey are you kidding me i mean you've had worse space odyssey i've had some bad takes but this is not one of them uh i saw lolita for the first time recently too um actually really enjoyed it Uh, i really wasn't i'm not to say i wasn't looking forward to it but it kind of is it's kind of a you know i only have I've never read the book, so that's all. All I know about the film is that it's about a young girl and an older man dating. And uh, Lolita, it's a really funny movie, really, uh, really cynical kind of. Uh, it is inter- It is probably. It is one of his more cynical films, I feel. And I think it's. Uh, I. I was a lot of it. Really, really impressed me. Um, I was. It's actually kind of interesting to think about if. Do you guys think Kubrick would be a successful director now, or do you think his stuff is a bit too kind of? Because his stuff, a lot of his films really skirt the line a bunch of times. He's kind of a very kind of bold director in that sense. Um, huh. Like if he I was mean, still active making new things? Like if Lolita dropped tomorrow, like well, how would Twitter handle that, you know? Like uh, this version of Lolita. Like all of his films in their, like the, like the exact same films they just drop in today. You know what I mean? Lolita would be like, dude, it would be like, like cannon fodder for talking heads on Fox News for months. Mm-hmm. Q people would not leave this movie alone. I feel like honestly, his own daughter. We talked about briefly before we recorded. She's like a huge like Trump acolyte, very big Q uh, like person. She's a Save the Children, uh, PizzaGate. She's just off the off the deep end with all this stuff. She would probably fucking kill her own dad, man. Like, <laughs> I find it hard to believe that 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 movie would not result in somebody being like murdered <laughs> in in twenty twenty. Um, I think honestly, like as far as like Kubrick working today goes, like I think it's more of a question of would he be able to make the movies he used to make today? Like, I don't even know if he would get the funding. Like mm-hmm. his movies, and like honestly, take his movies out of the era that he made them in, and like, how would Hollywood even look? Because I feel like 2001 and The Shining, especially, were like both so influential to both their genres. And like, yeah, yeah, um, every, every movie is still every horror movie, every sci fi movie is still trying to be either The Shining or 2001 The Space Odyssey. You can lift that example and put it on any contemporary genre director from people like Ari Aster, Christopher Nolan, even Steven Soderbergh to an extent, like all these dudes like our boys love Kubrick for a fucking reason because he gave them the instruction manual. 2001 is a Rosetta Stone for 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 mm-hmm. it unlocks sci-fi. 
Do you know what I mean? Even like um, Alien from uh, Ridley Scott, yes, which, is, yeah. which is a masterpiece yeah. in its own right, I think. But like, I it, like I there's clearly influence in the way like he depicts space in comparison to 2001. Like it's just mm-hmm. like it's clearly there. Well, so that's like the that's the thing with Kubrick though is my uh, Jackson, a uh, friend of the pod, and I were talking about this kind of we were doing a kind of a Kubrick binge together at the beginning of quarantine, and it was. Uh, He's a, he's I feel like Kubrick's very clearly a very celebrated director. Um, I feel like recently, though, he doesn't really get brought up anymore in terms of like the great directors. I feel like people kind of moved on to a bit more contemporary choice. I know Ari Aster is very popular now, but Kubrick's one of those guys that he just every movie he makes is the best movie in the genre that it exists in. You know, like The yeah. Shining is the best horror movie. Uh, uh, fucking Doctor Strangelove is one of the best satires um paths of glory and full metal jacket are considered two of the best war films of all time uh 2001 is the best sci-fi film of all time he's just kind of one of those he's kind of a he's like he's like the michael jordan of directing like, he like just, kind of twisted <laughs> with, with, like a period pieces with mm-hmm. barry linden oh yeah. yeah same with barry linden too yeah yeah I, I was a, gonna say he, cool really, guy. he really is like a, like michael jordan man you're mm-hmm. absolutely right if michael jordan would have been good at playing baseball <laughs> i think the analogy <laughs> but yeah he it's it's kubrick going from basketball to baseball to tennis to soccer to fucking ping pong high high lie like he he's he's constantly inventing and reinventing everything he he puts his efforts towards that's a really astute way of putting it mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh that's a that's a really good comparison and i I, I don't know. Like, I really don't know where cinema would be without him. I, I'm sure it would be, like, functioning and look somewhat similar, but, like, so much of the media we consume is influential from not only Kubrick, but also other directors that... Because that's the thing, like, people go into directing because of directors have influenced them. Like, that's just mm-hmm. the thing of it. Like, you would not be inspired to be a director if you didn't watch work prior. Like, that's just the not truth. Or, like, well, okay. Well, that's just <laughs> for most people, right? And... <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> well, personally, I was inspired by watching uh, AOK Productions for the first time. So mm-hmm. the first time you um, saw Cherry Limeade, you knew. I, the first time I saw Zipper, I was like, "Fuck." Um, but I'm yeah, no, Cherry Limeade right now. Is there a movie you made called Cherry Limeade? I thought I'd seen everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. there is a there is a film I made called Cherry Limeade. Uh, it's not very good, and I hate it. But if you want to check it out, you can. <laughs> I I'll. I'm so it's uh, it's like Joey's Killer's Kiss. It's his most wholesome movie. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Well, wow. thank you. I got compared to Kubrick today, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Zipper is clearly your eyes wide shut. Zipper's uh, my eyes wide shut. Just wait till Spike, baby. Which one is promiscuity? Which one is promiscuity at its finest? Is that his that's, Lolita? That's, that's his. I don't know. Well, because I only I didn't direct Promiscuity at its finest. My brother directed. It. I was the executive producer on it. Yes, so, yes, yes. So it's my uh, it's my that's my Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, it's the one that everyone thinks. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- what else have you made, Joey? I kinda, actually, uh, no, never mind. They didn't I have the it. Wild Boys, but uh, that's uh, kind of a good, that's a dumb movie. <laughs> Is that the one with your dad in it, or is that different? No, I, my dad is in Wild Boys, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's uh, that that one's your like Clockwork Orange. That's your that's my Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, it might be your like... Doctor Strange love. That, like that's an absurdist comedy right there. That's a. Uh... 
those are that's the, those were the influences i was really pulling on for that movie you know <laughs> yeah um <Joseph laughs> salamone criterion closet win i'm about to do a <laughs> I'm about to do a uh, bracket for Joey's short films. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, there. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah, we'll have Johan on for that one too. Just do a That's fucking major with it. Do, you guys get do you guys both do uh, do heroin and then we talk about all of my movies. <laughs> It'll be great. Let's, can we do a surfs up commentary track while like we we're shooting crystal meth? <laughs> that sounds there, like a man. great time. <laughs> That's like, a, you know how Fiona Apple was like, I did cocaine with Quentin Tarantino and Paul Thomas Anderson? It's going to be like, Johan did crack, did uh, did crystal meth with Joe and Adam and, and watched Surf's Up. While talking about John Heater autorism. <laughs> oh boy, this, you're, you guys are going to fucking kill me one day. Um, <laughs> Alright, uh, <laughs> right, so the next one we got is, uh, this one's a little bit tough, I won't lie. Uh, Doctor Strange Love versus Eyes Wide Shut. Um, who went my heart? Who went first last time? I forgot. What did you say? Who went first last time? Uh, it wasn't me. Okay, so it was Joan. Um, I mean, Joey, you can go first, I guess. So what, this is Doctor Strange Love v. Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I think I am going to go with uh i don't know because these are both so these are both like banging films you know uh this is a really tough one i think my heart is telling me to go with dr strangelove uh just because for me personally dr strangelove is a bit more uh, of an inspiring of the film obviously inspired wild boys and so much other of my so many other <laughs> elements of my work are just directly from Doctor Strangelove. No, but I actually, I really do love Doctor Strangelove. Doctor Strangelove is genuinely a very influential film for me. Uh, I mean, oh, it didn't yeah. influence Wild Boys, but it is in general an f- influential film. And uh, I guess I'm just a bit. I've seen Doctor Strangelove like uh, a bunch of times, and I've really only seen Eyes Wide Shut twice. So uh, maybe if I watch Eyes Wide Shut again, my vote would change. But right now, I'm giving it to my fucking. Eyes Wide Shut. No, no, Doctor Strangelove. <laughs> uh, Johan, I'll let you go next. Don't, uh, you're scaring me here, but, uh, <laughs> we'll see what you pick. So, Joey gave it to, Joey gave it to Doctor Strangelove, right? Yeah. Or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, that one? Yeah. <laughs> As opposed um, to the other Doctor Strangelove? <laughs> yeah. That's the one I directed. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Cole in love, and it's got Benedict Cumberbatch doing hand signs. And I was working that bit out in my head, and then I gave up. Um, I like I'm going. It. Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm going eyes wide shut. Uh, this is a real kill your darlings moment. Um, both of these movies are about weak men, uh, yet again being cucked by the world around them. Um, just weak, weak men who are trying to retain power uh, in. And ultimately end up grasping at straws and debasing themselves and looking ridiculous in the process. I think that kind of comes up in all of his films. That was the realization I had yesterday watching Eyes Wide Shut off of one CBD gummy and a Diet Coke. was <laughs> like, oh shit, his whole thing is about power, bro. Like... 2001 man's trying to retain power over the universe he's a regular reynolds woodcock (laughs) he is a regular reynolds wood woodcock yes he is that's actually uh 
Very solid. Paul Thomas Anderson, another one of his boys. Mm-hmm. This is he's Not another sure. Kubrick acolyte. Yeah. I will um, say, not to bring it back, not to bring it back to Barry Lyndon, but watching Barry Lyndon, I was like, PTA loves this movie. <laughs> for sure, for sure, yeah. Just a, a, a two two um two very soft uh, dandy boys eating ladyfinger uh, sundays and plum pudding, PTA and Stanley Kubrick. Um, I'm yeah, I'm going eyes wide shut 100% with this one. Um, yeah, I it hurts to even think about eliminating Doctor Strange love from everything, but Eyes Wide Shut is just too good, man. Yeah, I'm not doing this easily, uh, obviously. I love both these movies. Um, I think they're both like 10 out of 10s. Um, I think it's just honestly a matter of personal preference. <laughs> like At this point, it's not even like about yeah. like what I think is better. Um, I just prefer Eyes Wide Shut by a little bit. Um, I just think it's such a banging movie. Like I just fuck with it heavily. Like it's just, it's almost like a comfort movie to me. Like it's so uh, interesting and like the way it's directed, like just the mood of it is just so comforting and yet scary and weirdly funny. It's just a brilliant movie. Um, Yeah. I mean, I already kind of talked about it at nauseum uh, earlier, but uh, yeah, I really love eyes wide shut. Um, And I'm pretty sure there, there has some haters. So I'm not sure if uh, mm-hmm. everyone's gonna be happy about it getting this far, but it's my point. Well, I will say, growing up, I heard this was referred to as the bad Kubrick movie. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What? I, I have, yeah. I've, I, I, the first time I watched it, I was surprised I liked it because I was like, Am I, I don't feel like I was supposed to like this because everybody hates it. Well, like when even when it came out, people were like, because everyone was like, like hyping it up. It's like, oh, it's Kubrick's last movie, like and shit. And everyone like walked out of her like, eh, you know. The whatever. movie quad like quadrupled its budget. Like the, this is this was released in the summer. Like it made money, which is weird. It's like a Christmas movie. Like, bro, I'll give anybody a noogie who hated Eyes Wide Shut <laughs> coming out of the theater. That is the most. Sus shit I've ever heard in my life, man. That is a noogieable offense, I do have to say. If you do that, it's. uh, I find it funny that IFC is playing this at 11:45 a.m. on Monday. Uh, Are they really? Yeah, I I really like that. Waking up, getting the waking the kids up for Zoom schooling, (laughs) saying, "All right, guys, we're gonna watch Eyes Wide Shut today." Just put it behind them in a Zoom class. Just in the back of the frame. <laughs> Going to prison immediately. <laughs> um, all right. I, well, I'm glad that I got that far, personally. Um, all right. So this one is extremely difficult, the next one. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut versus 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, damn, boys. Uh, I want to go first, but... I don't know if I'm strong enough to do it. I can I can take the lead on this one if you guys want. Yeah, go for it. I mean, I just feel bad. I know what my answer is, but I just don't want to say it. I um I don't want to be that guy, but uh, it's 2001, guys. My votes for 2001 on this one. Eyes wide shut, banging movie. Personally, Stanley Kubrick was the most proud of this film. I read that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, didn't he say it was his greatest uh, gift to the art of cinema or something like that? He did. Yeah, he did. He did that, Johan. You know so much. You're such a knowledgeable guy. You always know things. I know nothing. <laughs> no, I, I have to. I do truly have to give a shout out to my best friend and, and co-host uh, 
Vincent Briscoe. Um, he is a uh, he's a not to derail you. I'm so sorry. He's the biggest Kubrick head I've ever met in my life. Um, so he he teaches me everything I know about this this man we all know and love. Well, we'll have, have him on for the Kubrick Redux episode. Yeah, when we do yeah. the Kubrick Redux, uh, we'll have him on. We'll talk about Napoleon and the other movie he almost made. Yeah, when uh, Baz Luhrmann and Steven Spielberg finally make his uh, his uh, Napoleon movie for HBO Max, we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to talk about that. I think you know, Libby is getting thing. Napoleon actually. Are they making it for HBO Max, actually? The Max is an addendum, but they were... I think they're still, like, technically developing it for uh, for HBO. Um, It was going to be Spielberg, uh, What's-His-Butt, and uh, I think now Carrie Fukunaga might be attached to it. Oh, fuck. That'd be sick, because he's... Have you Detective? That's bang. No, I have not. Wait, Red was it good? A script for Napoleon, dude. Oh no, I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, I got the I got the PD or a friend of mine, excuse me, has the PDFs. <laughs> if you if you Yo, want it. Oh, got the PDF. Yeah, I got you, dude. Don't worry about that. I got the loud pack with CBD gummies and the PDF for Napoleon. Uh, it's awesome. That movie That's rules. The text I have been waiting to get. I, I, I I've been up all night waiting for Johan to hit me with that. I got the PDF text. Yeah, it's the foot pictures that that got you in, and then the, the Napoleon PDF that really won you over and has you coming back for more. That's how I mm-hmm. get Joe to keep doing the pod with me. I just send him feed pics every week. <laughs> it's the only way I'll stay. That's the only way I'll keep doing it. Started for with all an- land tickets that I went to. Uh... <laughs> for an anti-horny podcast, man, this is. It's very. Horny. We're all. Yeah, we're all just making love or you know, Maybe, you know, David Fincher very famously said, I think everyone's a pervert, and maybe he was right. It just sounds like some sus shit a pervert would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think oh, everybody no. jerks off in movie theaters. <laughs> yeah, I actually think that was a Louis C.K. quote, actually. I think I misread yeah, the, uh, the source. <laughs> and he said it in character as the dog from Secret Life of Pets, too, which is not really... <laughs> I thought it was Patton Oswalt. Full disclosure, I've only seen number two. Go ahead. Oh, he was... <laughs> Sorry. He was the dog of the first one. I, I didn't, I, I didn't I, see uh, the second one. Dang, I've only seen the second one. I've only seen that and uh, all of the Netflix DreamWorks animated uh, sequels to their movies. Did, uh, did, is Patton Oswalt equally horny in the second Secret Life of Pets? I have I have a lot to say about Pat and Oswald. Um, <laughs> oh, I think you say I have a lot to say about Secret Life of Pets. Secret <laughs> Life of Pets two. I have not seen it. I've seen Secret Life of Pets one. I was just being an idiot. Oh, okay. <laughs> you you're convincing. I was like I I believe it. Um, you know what? I'm gonna watch Secret Life of Pets two tonight after we do our Yeah, next week is the Secret Life of Pets pod. We're actually gonna have to push the Scorsese bracket down. No, we're gonna do an Illumination bracket. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! Wow actually kill myself if we did that um <laughs> i was about to say i would actually do that but <laughs> okay here's the deal if someone listening venmos me like 50 bucks i'll do it but that won't happen so we're not mm-hmm. gonna do it hannah my girlfriend hannah this is your chance <laughs> this is your chance she loves minions Does <laughs> and she? secret life of pets uh i don't i don't think she loves loves minions but she she she's minions adjacent i think with a couple more uh <laughs> ventures into that field with some pamphlets that you guys can send her she'll be fully minion pilled 
Well, I'll say I, this. Uh, I, I think if we ever do an illumination pod, we're going to have Hannah on as the main guest, but we'll have uh, Johan on to like mediate it. Like, <laughs> keep us, uh, keep us neutral. Yeah, keep I, the uh, babadoos from the babadies. I do have to say that my house, the key to my house is a, it has a minion on it. Like my house key has a minion on it. Oh, my so, house key has a Forky from Toy Story. That's cute. I got yeah. the minion. I, my lanyard is Kermit the Frog. So aren't we all cute? boys i if i wasn't anti-horny i would just give you a big old smooch but um thankfully i have copies of both of your keys so <laughs> i can participate and sorry <laughs> uh so i'm gonna end all the act uh horny talk just before we even get any further in it and try to talk about the shining versus 2001 this is what everyone's tuning in for, boys. Wait, I'm sorry. Did did Ice Bright Show just get eliminated? Uh, wait. Did I? Yeah. Wait. Did I? Did we talk about it, or did I just prematurely <laughs> click on it? Bro, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Joe, I'm, do you I'm, remember what I did? I voted for. I know I said my case for 2001. I don't know if you two did or not, but we'll we'll see what happens. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't think I actually talked about it. That's my bad. I just prematurely clicked on what I was voting for. Um, 2001 is my pick, and it really hurts. Oh, I didn't even get. Johan didn't even talk. I'm I'm fucking stupid. Um, no, you're good. Um, 2001 gets my vote just because. It's 2001, and if it was like pretty much any other movie, I'd probably have eyes wide shut. But 2001 literally like changed my life and perception of the medium of film, which is, spoiler alert, a very difficult thing to do to anybody ever. Um, it is just a like I I genuinely felt like a different person after I saw 2001, and it's just it it's really unfair that I have to ever choose anything over Eyes Wide Shut because I feel like most things just wouldn't compete. Um, but no, 2001 is just, uh, it's kind of like the best thing ever. So, um, Johan, I know I already kind of spoiled it, but do you want to make no, your no, case no. anyways? Hey, hey man, I'm, I'm going to choose, uh, listen, me and Joey are going to choose 2001 as like to get, why don't, why don't you choose uh, Eyes Wide Shut? Why don't you just change, change yours to, <laughs> to Eyes Wide Shut? That might be a a good idea. Um, <laughs> sorry, I got a text from Roger Stone right now. I'm giving me tips through this. God damn it, man! I love Eyes Wide Shut. This is sad. I can't. Uh, I can't vote against my my boy Tom. So you're voting for Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah, I'm voting for Eyes Wide Shut. I'm 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 voting for Eyes Wide Shut. I'm gonna die on that on that. Uh, neon lit christmas light hill of eyes wide shut um i wish i could be there with you buddy i really do like i i just it's, it's just it's fucking 2001 dude like it's just eyes, eyes wide shut if i can make a very brief case for it eyes wide shut is on the contagion or on the soderberg up we talked about uh how contagion deals directly with the, the problem of celebrity Eyes Wide Shut is the is the Rosetta Stone of that. It is the the platonic ideal of an exploration of of celebrity. It killed Kubrick, who is third build on the movie poster. He's <laughs> as big of a star as anybody else in this movie is. It ruined Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise's marriage. 
It was the longest shoot. Uh, I think it still holds that record in history. This was, aside from being often pornography, this is torture porn, like for everybody involved. It was, I, 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 I don't know, man. There's never, ever, ever, ever gonna be anything like Eyes Wide Shut. It's like that. This is a movie that created a, a an archetype. It created a template, and then it eviscerated the template upon release and upon the the legacy making of it. The only and I love 2001. 2001 is a perfect film, but there are phenomenal movies that have come after 2001 that uh, bite and ape it and are still very, very good in their own merit. There, I, I can't name a single film, number one, I don't even think there's a single movie that's come kind of close to, to the, the Eyes Wide Shut, like Nexus, nor do I even think any of those movies are like good. I don't know, man. I'm just saying, I think Eyes Wide Shut, I, I, I'm... I'm really, I'm 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 voting for the little guy here, man. I'm going eyes wide shut. I the thing is, like, I don't disagree with any of your points. It's just, ah, it's it's just hard because it's like it's 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 like it's it's his baby, you know. It's his it's that's his pinnacle, like that's his highest mountain, like that. I don't know, like everything about 2001 to me is just. Like, it exceeds... I was going to say, like, that's, like, what cinema should be. But, like, it exceeds even that in my eyes. Like, it exceeds... Like, I feel like that's a mountain that most people can't top. And not that movies that emulate can't, like, be great in their own right. But, like, it's just, like, it's on another level to the extent of, like, even aside from, like, thematics and visuals. Like, even just sound and, like just everything about it is just so like it just made movies like i and even like all that aside my personal love for it is just through the roof like i could watch that movie like any day of the week like it's just an incredible piece of work um and i hate ever being the guy to vote out eyes wide shut because it's a masterpiece but um i just still have to go with that, uh 2001 because it's just that's just my movie, man. Like I, I just, I, I love it with all my heart. I will, uh, I will fall on my sword. Goodbye, Tom Cruise, you beautiful white boy. Goodbye. <laughs> it was a, it was a noble battle that you chose, and I, I commend you for it. Ah oh, man. Well, at least I know this last one's gonna be a blowout, boys. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious to see where this goes. Um, Johan, <laughs> you start. With this Damn. One. Shit, fuck. Um, <laughs> Shining the 2001, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The big boy. This is where I gerrymander and just talk about Eyes Wide Shut for another half hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the movie's about Christianity, boys. Um, <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey. Note, note I, I've not talked much about The, the Shining. Uh, I love that movie, and I think it's very good. Um, I just... I. I think it's I think it's real spooky and I, I like I said I think there's a lot of um, very it's gotten the rep for being like a, like a puzzle box or a mystery box movie but I mean like just watch it closely and I think you pick up on a lot of a lot of um, the you know room t- 237 territory sort of that movie sucks yeah I don't like that movie I don't like any of <laughs> yeah. the documentaries I was under the impression that it was a good movie. <laughs> 
and I was meaning to watch it for like 10 years, not 10 years, obviously, but it felt like 10 years and sort of go off on tangent. But um, my girlfriend showed it to me like a year ago and yeah, it's not good. It's literally like just YouTube compilation of conspiracy theories. Like I thought it would have one theme, but it's just like a billion different mm-hmm. ideas. Well, yeah, don't you know about the uh, that lady who uh, had the dream about the chaos bolt and how that's connected <laughs> to the film somehow? It's the chaos emeralds, you say? Oh, I'm so sorry, I misspoke. <laughs> um, not to quote yeah, when... uh, Johan, but it, that movie's butt cheeks. Yeah. That movie sucks. I watched it with my dad, and we got halfway through it, and my dad looked at me and was like, "Joe, I don't want to watch this anymore." And I was like, "Neither do I, Dad." And we turned it off. Respect. <laughs> Um, but sorry, Johan, uh, continue what you were saying. I don't know. You're good. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I, as much as I like The Shining, I just don't hold it in, in the highest of regard. Certainly not as high as either of you do, respectfully so. So, um, yeah, and this, uh, 2001's a nuke. I don't know. It's a, it's a nuclear bomb. Um, uh, so 2001 A Space Odyssey all the way. Um, yeah, man, uh, I, I don't know. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's wonderful. Um, kids can and should watch it. I, I think that I don't know why this movie isn't like shown in like middle schools. Be a good uh movie to grow up with and to to. I don't know, man. This, I like shit. I'm at a loss for words. 2001 is very good, and I think it should win. I didn't point. realize till last night. It's I thought it was PG, but it's actually just G. It's straight up yeah, G. Man. Yeah. Uh, it's genuinely one of the scariest movies ever, and it's rated <laughs> G. Um, I this is really, 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 really tough. Um, because I okay, I have two different takes here. On the one hand, I think 2001 is maybe the better influential movie. On the other hand, I like The Shining more. Um, not by a huge margin, obviously. They're, like, both of my top ten of all time, which is insane. Stuff to even fight about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, The Shining just, I've seen it literally, like, 20 times. Like, I've seen it so many times in my goddamn life, and I never get tired of it. I never stop thinking about it. I feel like until the day I die, I will always figure out a new thing to love about it each time I watch it. And the same can be said about 2001, obviously. It's an equally nuanced and complicated movie. Not, like, unbearably complicated, but just complicated in an amazing, refreshing, relaxing way. Um, but I I think I'm going to vote for The Shining only because it's just... It's like a comfort movie to me, which is weird to say. But there's something about the music and just the atmosphere of The Overlook that I can I can't tell you how many times I've turned it on um, and just said I fell asleep to it because like the creepiness of it is comforting to me mm. and uh, I know that's a personal thing and I'm not being like you know quote unquote objective about it but it's just The Shining has such a pivotal part of my growth as a film lover and I just said the same thing about 2001 which feels hypocritical of me to put it against 2001 with that hmm. but it's just I don't know, dude. It's The Shining. Horror is my favorite genre, and The Shining is like the best horror movie of all time. So, like, can that's I? What it is for me. Can I ask uh, two questions? Have either of you read 
the the book and what did you guys think of Doctor Sleep, the movie? Um just I while have, we're in the territory. I have not read the book. Uh it's I probably not good. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> my um I know my girlfriend started it like last October and she did not buy the book. Yeah. Um, or at least she didn't finish it. She was like, I think she like does this thing a lot where she like likes something, but she's like, it's not for me, and then she just stops, which is admirable. I wish I could do that. Respect. So. I just like yeah. fucking like just go through it if, if I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like greener grass, Joey. Um, shut up. The movie's a masterpiece. <laughs> um, but no, and but I loved Doctor Sleep actually, and I really wasn't even sure if I would like it. And I kind of loved it. Um, I mean, what did you think of Doctor Sleep, Johan? Uh, that's a movie I saw in theaters and thought was surprisingly not a disaster. Because um, I, I really, I don't, I Mike Flanagan is not is not my guy, um, uh-huh. Mike at all. Um, and I think I think about that movie probably daily. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I feel like I should rewatch it. I think that I like the way that movie feels. Um, it's very, it's very nice. I think surprisingly, and I think it's a very good contrast because the book, The Shining, and the film are both much like uh, both the book and the movie version of uh, Clockwork Orange, just insane. They're just they're horrifying in a very real way. Aside from all of the sci-fi supernatural elements to them, they're just scary examples of what mankind can be at its most base. Um, and Doctor Sleep wasn't that, so I appreciated Doctor Sleep for providing that counter. Yeah. I before I pass it to Joey, I just want to say to continue the Doctor Sleep thing. I uh, I I of course didn't read the book of Shining or Doctor Sleep before seeing the movie, but even I, with my limited experience with Stephen King's uh, writing. I could tell that it was heavily influenced. I mean, obviously it's influenced by Stephen King, but Kubrick's movie, it's notorious. Stephen King doesn't like The Shining. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't appreciate it. He thinks it's a bad adaptation. Um, but it, it feels like a Kubrick movie more than a Stephen King adaptation. And I think for the better, but Dr. Sleep really, I think felt like, I, I genuinely think it's the best combination you could have ever gotten. Like where you could please the Kubrick fans and the people that were there as like Stephen King purists. Like you could go there if you read the book and see a visual sequel to the book. See, I'll I'll, I'll push back against that just a bit because I think the bits of of, of Doctor Sleep that I did get uh, kind of offended by was oh I hope this doesn't sound too mean. Respect to Mike Mike Flanagan for making a, a you know a, for fucking making a movie. It's a goddamn miracle that that ever happens. But the bravery of this man on like his third or fourth feature to be like, fuck it, re- recasting is that that is bizarre. And reenactments and like trying to approach the the like texture and the cinematography and the feeling of the original film felt. Um, like morbid macabre not not a fan of that whatsoever i did not like the the recast actors the their performances rubbed me the wrong way the new scat man all that stuff was uh freaked me out in a bad way took me right out of the movie and then to be fair the rest of the movie was very good and it won me over mostly but 
I, I, I don't I don't want it I I did not appreciate its attempts to be in conversation with the original. Yeah, I mean I can't argue with that because like I the thing is like I was watching it through the lens of like I like I don't think this should be working for me, but for some reason it is. Like is like even the scenes like the opening alone like it emulates the Kubrick opening like. Yeah. So anyone that's saying it's just straight up like a Stephen King adaptation and they're trying to ignore the Kubrick one, it's, it's just not true. You know, it's yeah. straight up. It's trying to do the best, best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, and I just I don't think it should work. And maybe in some areas it doesn't quite. But like it's one of those movies where like it's so ambitious that I loved it. Like I just I love the ambition and it was a huge swing. And I thought he did it out of the park. I don't think it's a flawless movie, but like it emotionally moved me. Like it made Danny such an amazing character, even uh, just more so than it was in the original. Um, and I, I just, and Ewan McGregor's performance was like genuinely touching, like genuinely. And the little girl in the movie was fucking fantastic too. Uh, I forgot mm-hmm. her name. Um, this was a Dr. Sleep review <laughs> a few months later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love Dr. Sleep. Um, I'm going to let, I'm going to pass it to Joey just so I can get his thoughts on pretty much everything. <laughs> I feel like he's uh... been the cold for the past few. Yeah, I'm sorry. Never but... read The Shining. Never read Doctor Sleep. Uh, I love The Shining. I like Doctor Sleep a lot. Uh, funny story. I think Adam might remember the story. I think I might have told it on Pod. So sorry if I have. But when I saw this movie, I was not feeling well. I uh, wish I had the shivers in the in the theater, Aww. and uh, I was I was not feeling well. And uh, I really enjoyed the movie though. And by the t- and the movie finish, I was uh, probably feeling my worst. So I'm running to my car. And I, I, I walk outside and it is raining. Uh, not rain, not full on raining, but it is dripping. So it's like water. I will be getting wet. And the second the water touches my skin, I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. So I book it to the nearest trash can. And in front of that trash can, a group of like middle school girls had congregated. So I run up and I just like probably the loudest vomit of my entire. I, w- I was like, Bleh! just just a a very visceral, very gross vomit. And I look up, it all gets out in one go. And I look up, I go, sorry. And I run away. So <laughs> you I, are, uh, you are a legend, a, a demon, a, <laughs> a hero, a pariah to these young girls, man. A group I... of 13 year old girls think of you as puke man. And they have group <laughs> chats where they say puke man is hot. Actually question mark. Long live puke man. Puke man lives. I'm gay for puke man. Puke man I... is why I'm a communist. You're going to be the reason why one of them moves to New York and like lives a Greta, 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 uh, Greta Gerwig life uh, because of puke man. I'll You're say a New Yorker article in like 10 years. I'll, I'll say this. My girlfriend refers to Joey as bread boy. So I'm glad he has all these different aliases. Bread boy, bread boy puke, puke man. man. Uh, yeah. I call him fuck boy. Uh, fuck boy. Idiot. Bastard, loser, dumbass. Um, exactly. These are all synonymous with me. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, is that white boy? Past. White boy? Exactly. That's me. Joey um, is my white boy of the month. Though. I'm yeah, white boy, boy of the, the month, month every month. <laughs> That's Joey. White boy of the month every single month, dude. I'm always grinding. I'm never. I'm never. I'm never slow. I'm always going fast. You know what I mean? This is getting way too horny. We, we gotta <laughs> so, the uh, as it always does, the choice comes down to Joey. I get to decide what definitively the best Stanley Kubrick movie is. So uh, I kind of share a lot of the same thoughts that Adam does. I think 
The Shining is such an influential film to me. It really changed the way I, I watch film. I, I have such a vivid memory of watching it the first time with my father. And if I ever make a horror movie, I will probably it'll probably just be The Shining. Like people will watch it and be like, he literally just made The Shining. Like why did he like <laughs> why even release like I like why even make like this is like the you know like the Gus Van Sant Psycho. It'll be like that, but I'll call it something different so people maybe get off the scent, but it's literally just going to be The Shining. It's just so much about that movie informs me, you know, but also 2001 is probably the best film ever made. So it's a it's a, it's a real toss up of two of two things. I will say um, that I, I think The Shining is such a, a masterpiece of filmmaking uh, and so is 2001. I'm going to give my vote to 2001 A Space Odyssey on this one. Just because it probably is the greatest film ever made. And I, 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 I just, I, I, I think, I, think the, I, I might like The Shining more. I think I've seen The Shining. I've seen The Shining more for sure. But 2001 is, we don't have anybody. We don't have any of these i mean we don't have any people like any movie that it exists now would not exist if people if 2001 didn't come out you know it's kind of johan said this earlier but 2001 unlocks the genre of sci-fi for you once you see 2001 you, it's so much more about sci-fi makes sense and so many you see it's it's just it's informed so many films and i the shining most certainly has every horror film that has made today is directly influenced from the shining but I, it's it, every movie made today is influenced by 2001, and I just I think it's such a it's it 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 really does feel like a crowning achievement of cinema. So I just I, I have to give my vote to 2001: A Space Odyssey on this one, guys. It's a tough pick. I uh, this was not my pick going into the podcast. I'll say that I have I was full I was ready to go with The Shining before this started recording. The more I thought about it, my heart uh, is telling me to vote for 2001 on this one. So. I I can't be mad because like I said I think I genuinely do think 2001 is like a better movie like mm-hmm. I, I do and I, I fully admit that me picking The Shining was both optimistic and just like a personal preference um so yeah I mean I can't, I can't be mad at 2001 winning um and the fact that it went down to these two I think is what makes me happy because it's like I think these are his two crown jewels like this is what he's mostly known for and mm-hmm. I thought that's indicative of his work or accomplishments or anything, but like, it's for a reason with this guy, like it, yeah. this, this is like where he really made his marks on cinema for pretty much everyone. Like you can go up to anyone, anytime, whether or not they've seen like one movie or a billion movies, but they know the theme to 2001. They know the overlook hotel carpet. They know like, uh, like Jack Nicholson, like here's hitting Johnny. Yeah, here's Johnny, like, just hitting down the door. Like, they're so influential and iconic in the same way that Star Wars is, even if you've even seen the movies. Like, these... Yeah, it's, it's cultural osmosis. Everybody just has it. Do you yeah. want to know uh, why I watched The Shining for the first time? This is kind of a cute story. Please tell me. Have you guys ever seen the movie Twister? Uh, I have. It's a banging 90s movie. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. There is a scene in Twister where they're at a drive-in and they're watching The Shining and a tornado comes in and rips the screen apart during the Here's Johnny scene. 
And I, really? I was like, hey, yeah. And I looked at my dad. I was like, we're going to watch that one next. And he was like, sure thing, son. And then a couple <laughs> of days later, we popped in The Shining. How That's old not what you? my dad sounds like. I was... Uh, 18. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, last week. No, uh, I think <laughs> I was probably... The first time I saw The Shining, I was probably 10. I may have been 11. Uh, I was definitely... I was in middle school. That's all I remember. Or no, I don't even remember. No, I think I was probably like 11 or 12. Huh. I, uh... that's that's prime Twister age, 11 and 12. That's when you watch Twister. Should watch Twister, man. Twister's a good movie. Twister's good, man. They had a there was a ride at Universal that was Twister related. It wasn't even a ride. It's just like you stood in a Twister. I mean, like. <laughs> I think I was cheated out of theme parks growing up. I've never been to Disney or Universal or anything, so I think I have been to Six Flags multiple times. Because I'm Mexican, and Mexicans love Six Flags as a cultural rite of passage. So I've been on the uh, Terminator Salvation, the movie The Ride, featuring Common and actress Moon Bloodgood. Does that count for anything? That's uh, that's the best yeah. ride of all time, personally. I think. It's it's very fun. Mick G directed it. Oh, he directed The Ride? Directed Terminator Salvation, the movie The Ride. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I believe he directed Terminator Salvation as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's that's the crown jewel, and I have not wrote that, so that's something you have over me, Johan. Uh, I have not been to Six Flags, but I kind of want to go Six Flags now. either. Now I want to go too. <laughs> yeah, let's go on a road trip. Patreon subscribers, if he wants to do a live pod at Six Flags with Johan. While we ride the Terminator Salvation ride, uh, please donate to our McG tier uh, for seventy dollars <laughs> a month. Um, all right, well, boys, we did it. Two thousand one won the bracket, but you know what? It's not about the winner; it's about the journey to get there. And I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you guys about Kubrick. Um, Johan, thank you so much for coming on the pod today, man. No, thank you guys, man. I, I appreciate both of you for having me on again. And I look forward to talking movies with you guys at some point in the future, if you'll have me. Oh, yeah. We'll have you... Uh, we'll have to just do like the, we did this time and just like... A, hmm. like the McG episode. The McG episode, yeah, of course. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, this means war is going to win. Johan, yeah, um, <laughs> um, is there anything that you want to plug um yeah sure so as per usual you can follow me on twitter and letterboxd and stuff at underscore ruckerish um and then me and my aforementioned affor, aforementioned good friend vincent briscoe and i are uh, finally popping our pod cherry after literally for as long as i've known him we've been talking about doing a pod um through you know as many years of film school as we trudged through and working together on various projects blah 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 blah. we finally decided to say uh fuck it and we're we're doing that so uh hopefully by the time this comes out we'll have a couple eps out in the open it's uh gonna be a podcast talking about specifically documentaries and documentary filmmaking and techniques and we'll be talking about new releases uh canon stuff um I'll give you guys the exclusive, but our first two episodes. It, the first one is a nice long conversation about Anya Sparta's filmography, 
And then the uh, second one is a conversation about the new Very Butt Cheeks uh, Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. So, yeah, um, those, those will be out. The doc is, or the podcast is called Pod Plus Doc, Pod Doc. Okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that in the description of the pod uh, so everyone can find it. Um, and I, it sounds awesome, dude. I'm so proud yeah, of you. I'm awesome. so happy for you. I'm very I excited to check it out. That oh, yeah, is I'm gonna, so uh, are you, uh, when's the upload date for, uh, your first app? We're waiting on a uh, cover art. We, uh, me and Vince and all of our, our little film community here, we all work at the, the Las Vegas Film Festival in a variety of different ways, uh, from programming to, to graphic design and, and everything in between. So we got one of the very, very rad, very cool, very sexy, uh, graphic designers, our friend Emilio. Um, who does uh, all the LVFF stuff to to do some cover art. So we're waiting on that. As soon as we get that, um, we'll be out and about and linking and dropping and recording, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll, if you follow me on Twitter, I'll, I'll let you guys know when, when it comes out proper. Yeah, definitely follow Johan on Twitter as well because he's a super funny and insightful man. And I just oh, no. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean it, dude. And like, you know, go for the updates and everything. But uh, he, he, he's the man that I aspire to be in life, truly. You're tripping me out, man. I love both of you guys so much, dude. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, thinking so highly of me tweeting out pee or poop at uh, 3 a.m. and running a Twitter poll that gets two votes and then joking about <laughs> killing myself when I delete it. So, thank See, you. that's why I just text Joey. I just wish I had the courage like you to tweet it. Like, yeah, just to post that stuff, you know, because we have those conversations in private, right? I didn't know that the public would enjoy them. But I, yeah. Like, I go to sleep at night, I'm like, I wish I just had the balls that Johan does. <laughs> yeah, to tweet out, uh, what if a booger could fart? <laughs> that's, That'd be dope, you know, lol. That's something I've thought about before. You know that walk, You know that quote that Ethan Hawke has where he's like, a good movie is like a bell because it rings inside all of us? That question has been <laughs> ringing inside me. And just to hear Johan really vocalize it in a way that I never could is just... It's just... <clears throat> sorry, I just tear up a bit, but it just means a lot. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, kind words from you guys that, that keep me going. Uh, so uh, I, I, I appreciate it, man. And we appreciate you, man. Um, Joey, anything you want to plug? You can find me at Joseph underscore Silent Money on most platforms and uh, check out uh, the Aggressive UK Productions YouTube channel. Hopefully we'll have some stuff coming at you real soon. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler on Letterboxd at Adam Sidorius. And you can also follow my other podcast, The Zillennial Canon. We are doing High School Musical Month right now where we are. We're, uh, we're feeling uh, East High spirit. We are uh, we're go Wildcats. Uh, really enjoying it. Uh, we have some other exciting stuff coming up in the following months. Uh, trying to make the best of 2020. So uh, tune into that. And uh, I don't know. Just stay safe. Be nice to each other. Uh, and yeah. So until next time, gamers. Uh, keep gaming. Keep analyzing Kubrick's films. And uh, until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.